But I'm not gonna let them catch me, no Not gonna let them catch the midnight rider Chris McMahon Yeah! Sports Radio Let's do it Why not? Chris McMonigle here with you for our five-hour midnight ride. It's like every other day we do this. Let's go five hours to the warm-up show. Me and you, 877-337-6666. Fleeg's on the other side, and we got you again for five straight hours of New York sports talk. Right here on the fan, warm-up show will come your way then. Oh. I had problems getting into the building today. My card didn't work. This is the typical my last name situation. I just looked at the card now. I'm downstairs. I can't get in the building. My card isn't working. Security sees me every morning, so they know. So they go to sign me in. They're like, what's your name again? I'm like, Chris McMonigle, MC. Oh, here we are, right here in the system. I got you. Okay, so they click on the paper. I just noticed it now. They gave me the card to get in right on the card. Chris McMamonagal. M-C-M-A-M-O-N-A-G-L-E. That's me in the system. Chris McMahon-McGall. Telling you, I am wildly popular. There is no... Everybody knows me. Everybody knows Chris McMahon-McGall. 877-337-6666. But Jim Harbaugh will have no problem getting into Los Angeles' facility moving forward because he is now the head coach of the Chargers. As we talk a little football as we get more... Into the football, we'll get we'll get into the games a little bit more maybe today moving forward. I got a couple of things planned for maybe to look inside what the Giants should do in the offseason. And that's where we'll start with the coaching carousel and obviously the big landing spot of Harbaugh leaving Michigan, officially doing it. We knew it was coming, right? You, everyone, you had a feeling the minute, and I talked about this, the minute he starts in, uh, you know, talking to Michigan about wanting wording, about not getting fired for violations, you know they're coming. And the idea, get the hell out of there. He did everything he could possibly have done for Michigan. And whatever penalties come, you know, no one cares. No, you look back at Pete Carroll. Now he's been such a successful head coach. And, he, you know, it's it's come to its end, unfortunately, for him in Seattle. But he's had such a great run at Seattle. Won a Super Bowl, but went to another. Should have won two, if not for the ridiculous play call. But, again, with Geno Smith, you know, having a resurgence. So he's kind of known now as the... The Seattle head coach, but nobody cares about the violations he left behind with USC. No one cares. We move on from it. He'll move on from it. Harbaugh is a brilliant head coach, and he did everything he could possibly do for Michigan. He turned. It wasn't a great start necessarily, but they were terrible. He was able to turn the the, the team around to the point now where they went undefeated, won a national championship. They've dominated Ohio State. He's done everything he could have done there. And so you knew he had his eye on doing now what he hasn't been able to do, win a Super Bowl. And so back in the NFL, landing what I think and what most people probably suspected heading into the year as the biggest and best job available. Now you want to talk about the fan base? Understandably, there isn't much of one in L.A. for the Chargers. He's going to have to cultivate that and bring that, but that's what this guy does. Like, this guy brings a culture, and he'll the fan base is an in, instantly going to get hyped up. He's going to go to a team, obviously, with Herbert and that quarterback situation. It's ready to win right now. Like, I could have seen him. We talked about the different scenarios we could have seen for Harbaugh and the different places he could have went to, and as much as I'm concerned about the idea of him having a, him having a short lifespan in places 
Obviously, it worked out over, what, 10 years at, at Michigan or whatever it was. In the NFL, it was a short term with San Francisco, despite success. There was a lot of headbutting, and that's typically what he does. And we'll see, you know, a, a Giants assistant GM is actually interviewing for the, the job, and he will obvi- uh, as GM for the Chargers. And he will obviously be part of that. He will be the leader of the franchise. There'll be a GM. He'll win every single major battle. That's what's going to happen. But he goes to a place where, even if it is a short lifespan, this has been one of the more underachieving teams in the sport. And her and Herbert is supposedly, and what we've seen, you know, one of the best young quarterbacks. I went on this whole tirade yesterday about how the Jets' uh, chances inside the AFC looks a lot better to me than we thought it might have been just a, just a year ago, and certainly a couple years ago. Despite because of the fact that these young quarterbacks, a lot of them, it hasn't been what we thought it would have been. And the Chargers number one, and we'll see if now this can turn it around. And that's why this is the perfect. I I, I thought. A lot of jobs could have been perfect for Harbaugh. I could have seen him go to a place like Washington and take over a franchise that is a main, you know, has is a, you know, the Washington, you know, now commanders, but were the Redskins. I mean, that's a franchise that's a staple of the NFL. And one of those places you could have seen him try and go with a top pick and probably getting a quarterback inside the, you know, that uh, obviously college quarterbacks he knows very well. And he's built, I mean, Kaepernick. Took him to a Super Bowl. He resurrected the career of Alex Smith from what was a first overall pick bust. He resurrects that career, and they t- and he gets them to the NFC Championship game against the Giants, famously. Then he benches him for Colin Kaepernick. And before, really, we saw these dual quarterbacks really take hold in the NFL, he takes Colin Kaepernick running 200 yards against the Packers and beating Aaron Rodgers in the postseason and gets them to a Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's showing you the ability to take a a quarterback that nobody you know was about to be a bust and turn him around and then develop the young quarterback so I could have seen him going to a bunch of places but he took what most people feel is the best job a team that was supposed to be in the playoffs this year a team that has the young quarterback who's as talented as anyone and with a couple of weapons and a couple of different things and building a culture there and actually having a head coach that knows what the hell is going on I would think the Chargers are right now immediately forget what I said a couple days ago the Chargers are right back to being a dangerous team, you would think, inside the AFC. And we'll see what happens there. But as we start to think about the coaching carousel and we think about it locally, and we know both of these coaches are entrenched right now in their jobs, and they're not going anywhere. And Dable is not going anywhere. And believe it or not, neither is Coach Sala. But as we look at it, I can't help, especially specifically for the Giants. And I heard a little bit about it in the afternoon today, and it's obviously going to be bandied about but the connection between the Giants and Belichick right and once Belichick became available there were a lot of Giant fans I was talking to uh, Connor on the other side Connor Green he told me he did a show a couple weeks ago that was the first that was his open Giants should hire Belichick Belichick has been bandied about as a, a play, uh, someone who's obviously had the connection to the Giants as a defensive coordinator loves the franchise when he did that uh, 30 for 30 or whatever documentary it was Bill and Bill and he was doing um, you know stuff with uh uh, uh, with um, uh, Bill uh, Parcells, if I could think of the name, you could see the the ooze for the love of the Giants franchise just coming right out of him. He absolutely adores the franchise, and I think he'd love to be here. And right now, it it seems like, for whatever reason, the Atlanta Falcons are dropping the ball on this. I have no idea why Bill Belichick has not already been announced as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. It's the only job he's been connected to, really. 
I mean, and they've hired. They just they just went out and, and are taking a, a look at um, Vrabel, who's another tremendous head coach, one of the best head coaches in the league. The, the Atlanta Falcons have now interviewed Vrabel. They've interviewed fourteen coaching candidates. I mean, and it's just starting to feel like if it was going to be Belichick, it would have already been Belichick. And there's some grumbling inside the organization that blank the owner wants him, and yet the rest of the front office kind of doesn't. They're worried about, uh, you know, his taking over, which is what's going to happen if Bill Belichick takes over your franchise. He's won six Super Bowls. He's the greatest head coach in the history of the sport. He comes in, and he's the most powerful, just like... Just like Harbaugh is now for the Chargers. He immediately becomes the most important and powerful person inside the organization next to the owner. That's the deal. And I'm surprised Blank, Arthur Blank, who's, you know, desperate to win a Super Bowl, has not already made that decision. Vrabel would be another excellent decision. But Belichick, they've already had two meetings. You would have expected that to already happen. I have no idea what's going on in Atlanta. But if this is the case, and he's really not been connected, and you look at the other jobs around, I mean, Seattle's still available. They're interviewing a bunch of people, including Mike Kafka, the current offensive coordinator of the New York Giants. He's one of the six candidates that are in for a second interview. The Panthers, Washington Commanders. I mean, there really aren't a lot of those jobs where he steps in because you like the Atlanta Falcons roster. If not for the quarterback, you like the weapons. The defense is, is solid, not great, but solid. You've got multi. Uh, Bijan Robinson has, despite the fact he was completely misused, and for me that was the biggest reason of firing uh, the the previous head coach. I mean, for me, you look at the Bijan Robinson and how talented he could be. You know, Pitts is another guy probably misused and and had no help at the quarterback position, but is one of the more talented. You know, coming out of Florida, one of the more talented tight ends in the league. You know, London is a legitimately good wide receiver. They have talent there at that team. And if you could figure out the quarterback position, I could see in, in a lousy division, one of the worst divisions in football, I could see Bill Belichick and the Atlanta Falcons turning around like this, and yet still no word. So if Belichick does not get this job, I'm not so sure he's going to take a job this year, and that puts him on the shelf for a possible return next year, which does open the door to the New York Giants. And the reason I, I mention is for twofold. One, yes, the obvious one, the one they talked about in the afternoon, of clearly if Bill Belichick is there available for the New York Giants, if the Giants have another season under Brian Dable and Joe Shane where it's a disaster and they win six games and we're finding out more of the difficulty it is to work for Brian Dable and more of the what we're hearing and I think is overblown, but a second year of it suddenly changes that scenario a little bit and makes you feel a little bit less likely that it is overblown. But if you have another year of this coach can't stand him, he's yelling at this guy, instability inside the organization, nobody wants to come work for him, it's kind of a toxic atmosphere. If you continue to hear that, and it comes along with losing, now that job is clearly available, and I think the they have absolutely, I would think that John Mara, would absolutely love to hire Bill Belichick and not have to worry about a head coach for a while. I still believe Belichick can coach. I don't think he could be the GM necessarily. I think he absolutely can coach, and I think he's going to want to do it for a long time. And I think once you hire him, you there is no firing him after a year. There is no firing him after two years. That's You buy into that, and you're done for a while. You ride that through with Bill Belichick. I think that's absolutely a perfect scenario. But the second reason, and this is just me trying to find the way 
to get to get to where I think they need to go. And I'm hoping that this would lead to it. If the idea that Bill Belichick is dangling there in the offseason and Brian Dable and everybody, if I know it, Brian Dable knows it, the connection between Bill Belichick and this franchise and the idea that he would have Belichick waiting in the wings if they have another disastrous year, what's the two ways to best secure your job with the New York Giants? If you're Brian Dable, if you're Joe Shane, who isn't the head coach, and I don't think Bill Belichick should be the GM, but if Bill Belichick gets hired, you know. Brian Dable's probably gone, I mean, obviously, and Joe Shane is probably gone, and he's probably going to bring in a GM that they're more comfortable working together and kind of on a 50-50 scale as opposed to sticking with Joe Shane. So if you want to look, if you're Shane and you're Dable and and you have Bill Belichick dangling out there to possibly come in and be the next head coach of this proud franchise and someone who has history with this team, there's two ways to secure your job. One, go out there and win football games. No doubt about it. You go win football games. You make the playoffs again. You show real progress with your team. You feel better about your existence inside the organization. What's the other way? To draft a quarterback, develop him, and to have him play well, even if you lose. Even if the season isn't so great, even if you're still winning six, seven, eight games, if they show they drafted the right quarterback, if they show that halfway through the year they go to him after Daniel Jones, if they go to him halfway through the year, he plays well, they show development with a starting quarterback, you do not exit that plan. You do not exit that plan. And that's what this franchise desperately needs. I'll say it forever. As we look over the landscape of the NFL, as we watch the quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL now, as we watch the quarterbacks that are playing in these championship games, you need a franchise quarterback if you want to win. You either have to have the the roster and the offensive game plan of the San Francisco 49ers, and then you can put in a game manager, or you need the guy. And the Giants, and they're desperate for all the different weapons, and we'll get to it. I want to break down some of the options for the Giants at wide receiver in particular, since we've heard some news about, you know, the Gabe Davis kind of came out in the story. So I want to talk about some of the different wide receivers that the Giants could target in the in the offseason. And we can do that, 877-337-6666. But for me, it's all about the quarterback. And if you have a head coach, whether it be Brian Day, whether it be obviously uh, Bill Belichick or it be Vrabel or whoever else, one of these big-time head coaches that are going to be available, and you know now that you have no other option but to either be successful or to do what you do best and draft and develop a quarterback, restart this rebuild, show progress in that effort where you can't back out of that that train ride, that direction of the franchise, that's how you keep your job. And it might be selfish for Dable and Shane, but you know what? In my estimation, what's in their best interest is in the best interest of the franchise. So if this helps them, if Bill Belichick not getting a job in Atlanta helps them come to the realization that they need to figure out a way, whether it's trade up or whatever they have to do to get a franchise quarterback in this building, in this draft, with that six pick or better, then that's the best thing for the New York Giants. 877-337-66. 66. So we have to keep an eye as we just got one coach knocked off the list. Harbaugh going to the Chargers. We got to see Vrabel interviewing in Atlanta. Bill Belichick tied to Atlanta. One of those guys are either going to, one of those guys is either going to take a worse job than Atlanta or sit out for a year. And if it's Belichick, the connection to the Giants will be there the entire year, the entire season. 
And how do you do it? You either win or you show you're developing a quarterback. And hopefully the Giants can do both. 877-337-6666. So let's open up with the Giants. I do want to talk about some of the wide receiver options if they do draft a quarterback, which I hope they do. They're going to need to go out there in free agency in some way, shape, or form and get a number one wide receiver. So there's some options in free agency. I'll get to them over the course of the show. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, obviously, um, the football games, Championship Sunday. It's uh, mere days away. I want to get into some of the aspects of that. We could always talk Yankees and Mets baseball. The Jets do what they do best and go to social media and try and get players here. So we could talk about Sauce Gardner and his Instagram post. 